Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Seven, the game. Welcome back to the eight o'clock hour. Chuck Walter and Dan Abone, by the way, streaming on YouTube right now. If you want to see, once again, our man, for all you people out there, want to see the prettiest man in television right now. Just Marcus. wait till they see the Chuck Wagon. <laughs> the Chuck Wagon, by the way, coming up. And well, when do we want to hear that? In about a half an hour, an hour? We'll see. Uh, this is when Chuck, of course, goes into the kitchen. And we'll pull out an item out of the 95-7 The Game commissary. And he will decide. And he'll eat it right along with all of us. And make the call live on the air as to uh, whether or not it's it's something that you would advise people out there, all the listeners, to, to go out and grab a bag or a bite. or, or uh, What are you feeling tonight? Or is this part of the surprise? We're about to find out whether it's sweet or savory. Okay. If it's one of those kind of nights. I know you're a big sweet guy. Like, you're a big sort of, you know, you, did you talk? Wasn't one of the... <laughs> I have a background in vending. Let's, okay. just, let's just say that. Yeah. I filled up vending machines for about a decade in my younger years. Some people were lifeguards. I ran around uh, in a truck that smelled like cigarettes and filled up vending machines for years and years. Oh, so I, I could, oh yeah, I could tell you the so best you get and the that worst. Good Midwest work ethic. That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. Let's get into the San Francisco 49ers and Cam with the Niners. Just give me some old school. Give me them black cleats. Let's talk some NFL. Give it to me, brother. Let's go. Oh, yes. When men were men, the Niners taking on the Falcons. Thank you very much, Cam. God, that excites me. All right. So the 49ers lose 28-14 to the Atlanta Falcons. Here's where I want to start. Damn, I hate the excuse. Hate the excuse that you're, you're missing bodies. But there were a lot of guys hurt. There, there were, were a lot man. of guys hurt. By it the end of the game, you're, you're talking over half the defense. And especially in the middle, where that's where it, Atlanta wanted to run. You know what they're missing? As much as we talk about, oh, man, you know, what's interesting, at the beginning of the year, you were thinking, oh, Lake and Tomlinson, my God, they're going to miss that guy. I would say, not really, not really. I, I kind of like what Burford's been able to do. And then you're thinking, all right, well, Kwan Williams, no, D'Amador Lenore's been pretty good at the slot. You know they miss? Is that DJ, DJ Jones? Like, that dude is number one still in the NFL in rush defense with Denver now. 
and the 49ers miss somebody in the middle to plug that gap. And without DJ Jones now out of the mix, left as a free agent, no Javon Kinlaw, and obviously no Eric Armstead, that was just, that was waiting to happen. And in that middle is what was exploited yesterday. Yeah, but the fact that the defense only gave up 21 points because the scoop and score, can't put that on them, obviously. So 21 points, and we're sitting here, and you're opening up talking about the defense instead of just the abomination that the offense has been. We got this all backwards. You're scoring 14 points. You're not winning games unless you're playing the Broncos. Well, this is why I would put it on the defense because things aren't always measured in points. Their ball control and the time of possession, You, uh, the 49ers, were they touched the ball, what, three times in the second half? I'm telling you, Atlanta, when you can run the ball and you do it successfully and you're doing it two or three or four yards at a pop, you take the soul out of another team. Like, there's nothing more dispiriting than a team that just simply says, we're going A-gap, you know it, we know it, the fans know it, but we're still going there and we're still going to carve you up. And those two guys, what was it? Uh, what's the guys, the, the, the two running backs, is it Tyler Algiers and Caleb Huntley, I believe? These guys aren't going to be mistaken for Walter Payton or Barry Sanders, but... They are grizzled, just lumpy, 225 pounds of just beef that don't fall backwards, that, that what should be a one-yard gain is a two- or three-yard gain. Like, they just, they destroyed the 49ers. And I do think it was the defense that couldn't get off the field was the storyline for me yesterday. The offense didn't do any favors, though. I know that you're, you're swinging this over to let's talk about the defense because they gave up the 21 points, and it, it's not like the top unit in the NFL to have any lumps, basically. I mean, they've been just about flawless. Take away a drive in the Denver game, uh, blown coverage in the Chicago game, flawless against Seattle, flawless pretty much against uh, Carolina for the most part. I mean, flawless against the Rams. And finally, they showed that they can be human, but they can only be human if Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kenlaw, uh, the list goes on and on. Hufanga was hurt in the game. He came back. Um, now in concussion protocol. Uh, Jimmy Ward wasn't playing in the game. I mean, we're we're talking seven, eight starters on the defense were banged up for or during the game, before, during the game, after the game. At some point, like eight of the starters hurt. Yeah, so when you say they, it's not them. It's the backup to the backup. Yeah, that defense that you're referring to is still stellar, but none of those guys were available. Well, if we get to January and and we're talking must-win mode and those eight guys aren't available, then it's season over. Why the hell? You're not winning a Super Bowl with the backups and backups. They they need to get healthy at some point, but they also need to score some points. That's the one thing they can control because they have a pretty healthy offense for the most part, and uh, Trent Williams could potentially play this weekend as could uh, Nick Bosa. So that would be a huge shot in the arm right there. And McGlinchey went out with an injury. He's also listed as questionable. But, Chuck, here's here's what I would say about the 49ers. And I, I don't know I don't know how you, you know, apply blame here. And I don't even know if we should use the blame word. Maybe it's just freak luck. But why is it that the 49ers get bitten by the injury bug? And I know it's the NFL. Everybody suffers injuries. But not like this. And every single year. Two years ago, the season was over after that first game in New York. What the hell's going on? 
I mean, is this something I, I'm sure who's that coconut that you like and you can use his initials like people love to use the conspiracy theories that it's all Kyle Shanahan. He drafts these sort of guys. It's the medical staff. I mean, I don't know if you can go conspiracy theory, but it is weird. It is weird. I don't know if you just, you know, you just say, well, that's that's just that's unfortunate. What do you got, Sterling? Yeah, I wanted to ask you because there is a report in 2020. San Francisco and the Steelers had joint practices before the year actually started. And receiver Chase Claypool made a comment that San Francisco is still practicing with pads on on Thursday. Now, if you're San Francisco, that that's not common. Usually pads are off on Thursday, Friday. That's your kind of your, your walk through easier days during the week. And I'm not sure if that's continued since 2020, but... There could be something to maybe San Francisco overworking their players or an extra day of pads in practice might be coming into effect on game day. Yeah, it's a good point, Sterling, and I think that that was brought up and addressed, especially after what happened in 2020. And I think last year and including this year, they've gone much more lighter and sort of hands off and kick gloves. I do think that they had sort of a throwback mentality. Kyle Shannon's a hard ass. He's like his old man. He may as well be, you know, coaching in the 1970s. You know, not only do they like to run the ball like it's the 1970s, but he coaches that way as well. And I think he sort of eased off. So I don't know how to explain it, but it clearly is. It's it's an entity, man. You say they like to run the ball. How'd that look yesterday? Not good. Good God. And that's why I bring up the name. You know who I'm talking about. Back to the South Bay. Could he? You know who I'm talking about. Why are you looking at me like I'm stupid? Who talking about. What are, who is this? Christian... McCaffrey, the Carolina Panthers. Why not? Well, I'll tell you why not. Yeah, it'd be ideal. But when you have the Rams and you got Buffalo and you got everybody else that's interested in this guy, you just don't have the sort of, first of all, you don't have any draft capital. I don't know how the Rams are going to pull it off, but you've you've mortgaged the future because of Trey Lance. What are you going to offer him? I mean, are you willing to trade Trent Williams? I mean, who are you going to give up? Sounds like they're in the early talks. Uh, I mean, the reports are coming out basically that there's just maybe interest. They're making it seem like we're at the the stage of the high school dance where the 49ers are sitting in the corner by the punch bowl. They see the cute girl on the dance floor. They start playing some Petey Pablo, and you look across, and there there may be some interest there, but there there hasn't been anything that's sort of developed. But Bill's her name. Uh, Rams could have Cam Akers on the block. I don't know if... Cam Akers has shown you anything that makes you think he's going to be any better than Jeff Wilson. Well, keep in mind, you're getting Elijah Mitchell back in a couple of weeks. You know, Ty Davis Price is now healthy. I mean, the cavalry is coming back. But- Ty Davis Price doesn't do anything for me, though. Uh, Elijah Mitchell coming back would be very nice. But even with McCaffrey throwing him in the slot, using oh, him at nice. some receipt, I mean, you're well, talking. Had him. You're talking like where the Warriors go out and they're all about power moves only. Going out and getting McCaffrey, finding a way, if it's only going to take a second round, which I don't know what it's going to take to get him, but you may as well. I'm a big believer of name the price. We'll see if we can match it. If not, at least we're in the conversation. He was there in 2018, and they went Solomon Thomas. Christian McCaffrey, who played right here in Stanford, he was on the farm, man. Everybody knew what he could do, and the 49ers missed on that guy. So, listen, I don't think it's a running back issue. This is much bigger, and I don't put this on the offense. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines, get much more into the 49er talk. We'll start things out with Joe hanging out in San Francisco. Joe, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? 
Hello, gentlemen. Hey, the thing I don't get, this is what Kyle's sixth year running run the show. This offense has completely fallen to pieces. For, for as great as, like, you know, Shanahan can grab any running back and be productive, this this offense sure falls to pieces when their starting running back goes down. 2019, they were great. I mean, for Jet McKinnon, no, he's injured. Their offense is terrible. Okay, well, they were building. Okay, but that's 2019. They got uh, Mostert, and they were dominant. The very next year, uh, beginning of the year, they um, – well, Moster gets injured, and then they're terrible the entire year. Then last year, he, 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 uh, he gets injured again, and they didn't get an offense until they put uh, Debo in the sec- in running back. This year, uh, Mitchell gets injured. The offense is sputtering. I, I don't understand for this guy who's per- you know, purportedly this great offensive schemer and running game and who says you, can't, you can run with any running back when their number one running back goes down, the offense falls to pieces, and they need a super back like uh, Debo to get this thing going again. He is, Kyle, you know, at some point, as uh, the saying is, you are who your record is, they're, what, uh, four, he's, what, four or five games under 500 over five or six years. Uh, the defense has been really good, you can say, over the past five years, on average, sometimes elite, but their offense is sputtering. And and it, it seems so fragile. A guy goes down, a running back, and the entire offense falls to pieces. And why is that in a passing uh, NFL we have right now? Good call, Joe. I would say this, that that offense is so fickle and it's so rhythmic that I always make the analogy to a Las Vegas dance team, the choreography. If somebody's just off, if somebody's kick is just a little askew, the whole thing goes to crap. Whether it's the passing game, whether it's the blocking scheme, whether it's the zone blocking, whether it's the running game, all of that has to work hand in hand. It's like a, it's it's like fine machinery, and they are more rhythmic than any other team in the NFL. When you talk about Kyle Shanahan, and I'm not a guy to go after him. I can't stand. Well, that's what I can't stand. Whatever, do what you want to do. You're football fans, and you go after a coach. It makes sense. I've just never been a guy that says, "Oh, Kyle Shanahan, what are you doing?" I'm not. Dude knows more football than I'll ever know. And uh, it's just not what I do. But for the first time, and I can't be alone, were you watching the game last night and the 49ers are down two scores? They get the ball back, I think. So Atlanta punts. They pin the 49ers down at the one-yard line. There's like 10, 11, 10 minutes to go Go on that 80-yard methodical drive down the field. Weren't you, after they were running the ball, Was I, I could not be the only person in San Francisco in the Bay Area going... Let's go! Chop, chop! Get in the huddle! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! And yeah. usually the coach is doing this. Come on! Come on! Tick, 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 tick. What was that? <laughs> they were taking their sweet old time, man. And but I that's mean, Kyle Shanahan. Like, is that the only way they know how to play? Just this methodical, no, we got to dink and dunk. Like, dude, open it up. Break glass. In case of emergency, stretch the field. That's the scary thing about this team is the fact that Ayuk had his best game of the season. Kittle has his best game of the season. I'd argue that Debo had one of his better games of the season, and you still lose. But you see what I'm saying? You know what it reminds me of? When I was a kid, there used to be Oklahoma and Texas. They would run the wishbone, right? And the wishbone, that's all they would do, because usually they would pound teams, right, Cam? They'd be up by like 45 points. 
But occasionally they'd get down. They get down by like two well, scores. It's like when you see Navy down nowadays, yeah. you know they're toast. What the hell are we going to do? They just lob it out. Georgia Tech was that way for a while. If you go down in a game, you're done. That's what the 49ers look like. The 49ers are like, well, we got to run. We, we've got to, like, you know, throw the shallow cross. We've got to play the rhythm and everybody huddle up and let's, let's talk about it. All right, ready, break. Dude, the clock's running. You're down two scores. Where's the sense of urgency? Isn't there. Don't they have a, a playbook where it's like, okay, we got to go seam routes. Let's go routes. We got we to gotta roll the dice, baby. I got to let it rip. I'm Jimmy Garoppolo. I got to let her fly. And if it gets picked, it gets picked. But we got we to gotta go. Especially a team like the Falcons where you know in that situation up two scores, they're letting the Niners pick up some chunk yards. They're saying let's bleed down this clock. If we can get them to under four minutes, we pick up one first down. It's pretty much game over. In that position, the Niners still the, the dink and dunks. What was the what was the longest play of that last drive? Yeah, I don't we know. Got Six Sterling yards. in the back with the stats. It wasn't many. Yeah, no, it, it was it was not good. You know, Kyle Shanahan was talking about. It, well, let's just stay on Kyle Shanahan for a second because, uh, as it relates to Kyle Shanahan and my criticism for him, was just like, how is that acceptable? Like, where was, like, let's go, man. You got to get in the huddle. Not only do you got to score once, but you got to get in the end zone again. And you know the way Atlanta was playing football, they were chewing clock. So there was a chance that maybe if you get the ball back a second time, there's not going to be a lot of time on the clock. Yes, yeah, so they got the ball with 10 and a half minutes. They go nine yards, two yards, one yard. The 11-yard play was the anomaly. Uh, anomaly. Anomaly. Anomaly, excuse me. Uh, then they go three yards, two yards, six yards. It's like, come on, what are we doing? I had 27 yards was there the was longest tw- play. 27 yards in there, but then another rush play. They go, with, with 544, second and 10, you're at midfield. Why are you rushing Tevin Coleman? Hasn't worked all game. Yeah, no, a lot of that stuff did not make sense. And again, I, look, so this is my only criticism of Kyle Shanahan, my man. Is Does he have the horse blinders on? Is this just a narrow scope of how he plays football? Is it only one way that we've got, like, I got my first 25 plays scripted, and that's essentially how I'm going to play football? Like, can he not open it up in case of emergency? Is this their only one way to play football? He went with the no huddle in there, which it would have been completely different if they're, you know, breaking a huddle with three minutes left in the game. Then that's where you point to him and you say, that's that's a fireable offense. At least he was going no huddle, but at the same time... He didn't go no huddle that entire drive. If he went no huddle with 10 minutes to go, I would have said, nice job. All right, good. But not only was he not going no huddle... He started going no huddle at about the five-minute mark. Well, yeah, five minutes to go in the game, and you're down two scores. <laughs> good job, Kyle. <laughs> uh, listen, Bar's been set low. He needs to... That was, to me, that was the first time I was like, Kyle, what the hell are you doing? Let's go here. Listen, as I'm going after coaches, I'm sorry, D'Amico Ryans, but you're coming under some fire as well before. And, of course, last week we were giving you a head coaching job, and you were the greatest coach, and you still are a guy with a promising future. And this is going to happen. If you're going to roll the dice, i got to crack you when you screw up, and you screwed up. Kyle Shanahan had talked about this, that the big play of the game was just before the end of the half, after the Niners had tied things up. It's 14-14. Third and 12, right? Third and 12. And one of the few... If it's third and long and you got Marcus Mariota as your quarterback, Megan Demi- beats you with the arm. D'Amico Ryans, do not, of all people, come up with an exotic blitz package. Not on this, dude. 
No. No. And that's what he did. He left the middle of the field wide open. He brought the backers. Dre Greenlaw was looping around. And the middle of the field was wide open. The only thing he could do, the only way he could beat you, was with what it is that he did. And he scampered and got that first down. D'Amico Ryan's had, there was no reason in the world to pressure my man Marcus Mariota. Shout out Hawaii. I think he's a Punahou guy. And, of course, the University of Oregon back in the day. But that, to me, was your ballgame. Because if it's three and out there, the 49ers get the ball back. They had just scored in their previous possession. There's a good chance, I think, that they go in and score before the half. So you're talking about, you know, you're talking about a 14-point swing. I think there's a good chance the Niners go into the break up 21-14 as opposed to being down 21-14. Because that Mariota scamper on that third and 12, they scored a touchdown as he was able to, of course, extend the drive. Yeah, and then they got no help from the offense. The uh, How many balls did Jimmy Garoppolo oh, throw whoa, on the whoa, money? Whoa, 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 On the money did Jimmy Garoppolo oh, I throw? That say, it, no, I, I thought Jimmy played a great game. Thank I mean, you. Take, take away a couple of turnovers, but take away a couple of turnovers. That's his played personal a great attorney game. and his wannabe agent. But Thank you. Warner had one, dropped it. McLeod had one, dropped it. Ayuk has the big play, negated due to the Jake Brendel hold. Yeah, Jake Brendel, man. Bro, what's going on? I mean, not one, but there was like a rash of them within a couple of minutes. The holding, which negated, you talked about, a beautiful pass by Jimmy Garoppolo. And then Ray Ray McLeod, brother, you're paid to play. You're paid to catch the ball. One of the few times we stretched the field in the last three years under Jimmy Garoppolo, you cannot drop that thing. And the same thing with Charlie Warner. Sorry, Charlie. By the way, who the hell names their kid Charlie? I don't know. <laughs> That's an interesting name, as I digress. Seriously, go ahead. What are you going to say about the Niners? I was just going to say, at what point do you start looking at some of the other guys on your team when, like, for example, McLeod. McLeod's been muffing punts. He had a good return yesterday, though. Okay. Well, Danny Gray. We, we saw what he could do in the preseason. He's a burner. When's he going to get some, some luck? Apparently, listen, this is one of those things where we can look at a game and go, where is this guy? But if he's not on the field, that's telling me that he didn't know the playbook or there's something amiss here. So I have to defer to Kyle Shannon. Shannon would love to stretch the field. Shannon would love another weapon. If the guy's not out there, it's for a reason. Yeah, I mean, until you're, you have someone like Elijah Mitchell. That he's not out there. Next thing you know, he comes out there, balls out, has a, a great rookie season. You wonder, why wasn't this guy our number one from day one? Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, this might be one of the few times, Sterling, I'll let you chime in here, when we're talking about a 49er loss. You can't put uh, that dude. Don't put. There are no warts on this guy. Don't point a finger at Jimmy Garoppolo. Why can't they score, though? This offense should be good. Should it not? Like, you got to point the blame to someone. It's not Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. It's clearly not Brandon Ayuk. It's not, I, I guess it's Charlie Warner. We're, we're taking down the Charlies today. And Ray Ray. And Ray Ray. But, I mean, someone's got to take the blame for the offensive struggles because they have, they have good players. Yeah, it is a serious is it, pattern. Is it Kyle Shanahan? I mean, you got to point out, to someone. Like, touchdown, touchdown. When stay they look close good, the they, they're humming. And then in the second half, suddenly it's like, let's just hang on to what it is we did in the first half. I think in the second half of, of games this season, they are th tied 30th with the Green Bay Packers. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sterling. Tied 30th with the Green Bay Packers if you take away 
those seven points from Talanoa Hufungus pick six. We have the second half stats, by the way, on our rundown. As you're just going to sift through the papers for three minutes. Well, I can tell enter- a joke. Entertain the folks. As I mean, this is where I, I, I should have had my food for the, uh, the chuck wagon. Yeah, we'll give you those second half stats when we come back. Uh, also, it's going to be time for the Chuck Wagon. Chuck will make his way to the 95-7 The Game Kitchen. I, of course, advise, well, I, I suggest that you watch this on the live stream to see what it is that Chuck's going to eat and then give a thumbs up, a thumbs down on the Chuck Wagon. We'll continue the 49er talk. We'll talk about second-half stats on this football team that, for whatever reason, the offense seems to disappear. We'll have that for you and more as we continue on 95-7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. So as we went to the break, I teased and I was talking about, and of course our man Sterling who puts together an amazing rundown, and for some reason I, was, I wasn't able to locate the numbers, the inefficient, deficient numbers in the second half of the San Francisco 49ers. So, Niners' second half offense 
And this is not only relegated to this year, but we'll start with through six games. San Francisco has scored 36 offensive points, averaging six points per game in the second half. 10 points in the third quarter, 24 points in the fourth quarter. Since Shanahan took over as head coach, the 49ers have only ranked inside the top 10 of second half scoring once. 2017, they were 11th. 2018, they were 24th. So 2019, the year they go to the Super Bowl, the only year that they were in the upper tier coming in at third. And we're talking about scoring points in the second half. 2020, they were 17th. Now, keep in mind, that was the year that they were injury riddled. And, of course, 2017, he inherited a bad team. But 2022, we're right back to it where this team is averaging 7.2 points per game. And that's including Hufunga's pick six. And it's why a large percentage of the faithful says that he can't coach on the fly, that he comes out with a masterful script. And it's like us on TV, Dan. You got the people that can go out there and read off the teleprompter. For all of the, those of you that don't know, in local TV network, whatever it may be, the, the camera is also the teleprompter. So you're staring at it right there. And every once in a while, you, you got your scripts in front of you. And if you don't, you could be screwed because the prompter may just die on you. And that's where you, you find out who's good at their job and who can read on air. And maybe it's a situation of the prompter dies on Kyle Shanahan. He scrambles, doesn't want, know what to do. I don't know. But the proof would be in the pudding that that seems to be the case because it is a trend. And when it's a trend, you know, what's the old saying? Fool me twice. Yeah. Shame on you. I got a good co-anchor story for you, speaking of prompters. So I was co-anchoring a show. Typically, there's, you know, you have the, the two main anchors and the weather idiot who's standing over on the side. That God, makes that, more no, than the sports people? Never. Never. Are you kidding me? My agent had me the highest paid guy in the market, and I was a sports banana. That's the way I rolled. But I'm telling you, man, I, did you? how are you with crosstalk? I, like, I, I enjoy it, but those guys, like... Anyways, forget about crosstalk. So I'm doing a show, and my co Depends how the chemistry is yeah, with, with exactly. any sort of crosstalk. I mean, if you're so, crosstalking with a meteorologist that only knows science, it's a little tough. Yeah, you know? so, the news, sports. so the news anchor who I'm working with, and as, you, as you're talking about, there's a script in the camera that they read, and they're very confident as we go out to the Middle East today where three died as we now go out to ABC for this report. Standing by is Joe Schmo with holes in his shoes. They're really good when there's a prompter, but if there's no prompter, sometimes there's breaking news and they're handing you stuff, then you got to do the same story. Five have been killed out in Atlanta. We have breaking news. We're just coming. I'm sorry we're getting word from, you know, that's when, you, that's when you're able to, uh, God, I'm doing this like I'm on TV. I hope you guys are watching. So one day I'm doing this, right, and my co-anchor, who was just one of those, and if it's not, I mean, she was anchorman. Like, if it wasn't in the, in the prompter, she could not say or utter two words. And I'm not kidding you. They were having, and I was like keeping an eye on this because I never used the prompter. And I was about to toss back to her, but out of the corner of my eye, I could, during my entire show, she's gesticulating because they were having issues with the prompter. And like it was there, and then it would disappear, and she's going nuts. Like, I need it, I need it, I need it. So I'm doing sports while she's waiting, while I'm waiting to toss to her for <laughs> to do the news. And I said, okay, that'll do it for me. Let's uh, turn things over to you. How are you tonight? I'm not kidding you. So the prompter goes out. This woman, I am not lying, crawled under the desk when a commando on all fours under. And this is in the Seattle market? Yeah, in the Seattle wow. market. She went, she, well, well, while I was on a single shot, mind you, 
So we came out to the two shot. She was nowhere to be found. Thank you very much. Dan Devon will now do the news. So, so you're saying Kyle Shanahan is yeah, like your old coworker that, that goes underneath the table when the when the prompter dies on him, has to go off script, and he can't do it. Uh, well, and the proof the is in the pudding that name the amount of games in the last, let's go with two years, this year and last, that the 49ers have come from behind, Rams being one. Aside from that, it doesn't name, happen. It doesn't happen. And so there's usually a formula of how they win their games, right? And so maybe this is fair criticism as we go after Jim. We go after, and I'm sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know Kyle Shanahan, and, and there has to be a little more creativity here as well. I think it gets back to as we talk about a guy that just has the ball and chain, man. He's just anchored by by what it is that you know these scripted plays that he can't get out of his out of his own way. He can't get out of the box, as they like to say. You if know, you're what? down two scores, change it up. You remember what Jimmy said about his plays, right? Yeah. Suck, man. <laughs> Cam, do we got that still? Because that is legendary stuff. No, you're right. And maybe maybe this is, you know, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo knows something more than any of us. Because I think Jimmy Garoppolo played well. I think the MVP, he's still on target. <laughs> huh? I just, I just let that, you know, for some reason, you just let me sneak in a left hook and just nailed you. But you could do whatever you want. I just said that Jimmy Garoppolo on the MVP talk, I think, is still intact because he, it, it wasn't on Jimmy last night. You, no, you snuck it in there and I heard you. And, and I'm saying give credit to Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been playing pretty well. Yeah, no, Jimmy he, Garoppolo. He's been playing pretty well. He, he's, he's not the part. reason why they lost that football game. I just think it's a little asinine for you to put anyone in the same conversation as the big three right now, which is Allen, Mahomes, Lamar. With all due respect to our man James. Well, he's not going to win it. I'm just saying somebody, multiple people are going to, and you know how it you, is. Yeah, you are going to go out there and no, you're going to throw out the take Jimmy G for MVP where he's got a stat line of nine TDs, six interceptions. No, but it's all it's it's going to be about winning. And stemming the tide while you can write this narrative however you want. You're going to talk about a team depleted by injuries, but it was Jimmy Garoppolo that got you through. Somebody at the national level is going to mention Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're going to say, hey, man, this is going to sound crazy, but why not Jimmy in the MVP talk? And then somebody else will pick it up, and you're just, I'm just telling you that you heard it here first. All right, you've been hanging out with Rodgers. Uh, here's the deal. We're at the point of the – I told you. It's the, the circle of life with the 49ers right now, and we're at the point – where Jimmy's playing all right, guess what? He's going to come out next game against Kansas City. That's that's a big game for Jimmy and, and for the entire team. I would say it's you're you're the guy that believes in riding the momentum, right? You hop on the train, ride the momentum. If you win that game as compared to losing it, it's a it's a season shifter of whether I think this team's a, a nine win team or a ten eleven win team. Yeah, I, listen, when it comes to the season. Everybody just put on your seatbelt because this is going to be a bumpy ride. This is just the way it is, and it's the it's not only and it's a good division to be in for a bumpy ride because exactly. it stinks. Well, that's what I mean. Everybody is just up and down, ebb and flow. It's a roller coaster, and I'm sorry, but I'll tell you right now, I'm not buying the Philadelphia Eagles. No, 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 no. I, I'm. You guys can have all that undefeated. Look at crap. that schedule. Come on, Philadelphia. Talk to me in like two and a half months. Because it's not going to be the same team. And I'll, I'll take it a step further. I ain't buying Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is, does not scare me. I, I, he deserves all the credit in the world. But I'm telling you, I'm not on, you know, 
let the Phillies, let the Eagles fly right now. Phillies, yes, but not the Eagles. So as it relates to the NFC, and by the way, who would have thought that the NFC East, I mean, that's just, this is why I don't do prediction shows or why I hate to look at the schedule in the beginning of the year. Everybody's talking about the AFC West, AFC West, and everybody's laughing at the NFC East. AFC West looks like trash right now. It really does. I mean, it Chargers 4-2. But they don't look like a great four and two. By the way, Broncos just beat them. Nineteen sixteen Chargers take down the Broncos from the leg of uh, Dustin Hopkins, not to be confused with Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hopkins with two bad legs goes old. Uh, he does it tonight. He does it. He goes. Kirk Gibson kicks the game-winning thirty-nine yarder with two bad legs. How about that? Oh, you were going Anthony Hopkins. Earlier, is that what you were talking about in your reference to Clarice? Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Let's get out to the phone lines and head off to Oakland. And my man Antonio wants to talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Antonio, bark, my man. Go nuts. Man, I can't believe we lost that freaking game, man. We made them look like the 1998 Dirty Bird Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> man. Like Mariota was looking like the... Uh, non-black Lamar Jackson out there running all over us, you know, getting big games. Makes no sense at all. But, you know, we're getting our two best players back this week, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, you know, very likely. And uh, this game's not on Garoppolo, you know. Like, he threw like he threw a good pass to Warner. He threw another good pass to IU. They got called back by uh, uh, Bindle, you know, the center, the bad center. Can't even say his name, but I think we're going to be all right, man. I think we fired up. Niners are a much better team at home. The pass rush, shoot, the Bills did the Mahomes, man. The Niners got depth like that on the D-line. So I, I, I think we're going to uh, win win a big game at home this coming week. And I'm still so mad about yesterday, though. How can you not win that game? Uh, Jeff Wilson, terrible. Maybe Jordan Mason. We take him a little bit more. But that's my opinion, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, Mason's hurt like just about everybody else in a 49er uniform these days. You know, speaking of the depth on this 49er team, you have role players like Kevin Givens has been good, Hassan Ridgeway, and Amenehu, and these guys are good as role players, which means that you're not in on every snap. But when you have everybody out essentially on your defensive line and these guys have to play, you know, the majority of the snaps, suddenly they get exposed. Here's a number for you. I know you're a stag guy. Last week, they had 36 pressures. You know how many they had yesterday? Let's go with eight. I want to say, Sterling, I don't see it. I believe they had six. I believe they had six. But pressures the last two weeks, 57. Pressures versus the five. I'm sorry, Sterling's got it right here. Pressures versus the Falcons, they had five. Okay, so give credit where credit's due. The the Falcons, they won in the trenches. Give them some credit. Yeah, but the Falcons are you're missing everybody. That's my point. With no Bosa... You know, you're dealing without Kinlaw, you're without Eric Armstead, and you're also, again, relying on guys that are role players now to suddenly be every down guy, every down guys, and they're just not up to the task. That was your ultimate trap game, though. You hang out in West Virginia for the week, everyone's feeling pretty good, you get the separation, you're first in the West, you've won a couple games in a row, you're going up against a team that hasn't been great whatsoever, and... You're right, man. The the injuries, it really was the difference in the game. But I'm just pointing back to the offense because the offense wasn't totally banged up. A few big injuries here and there. Um, One with Trent Williams, hoping he comes back this week. But, uh, yeah, man, they got to fix something because something has not been right with that offense all year. Wasn't outstanding last year, 
But it wasn't like this. 510, that Jimmy Jacket. Thank you, 510. Yes, I said it. I said it one time, accidentally, and the 510 is never going to let me live this down. The Jimmy Jacket. Oh, wow. I didn't know I recorded. I mean, does our mind have to go there? Do we have to be that juvenile? Does everything have to be toilet humor here with us? Yes. <laughs> Jack's hanging out in Palo Alto. Get back Alto. in the bathroom. Let's go out to Palo Alto and check in with Jack who wants to join the conversation. What's up, Jack? What's going on, guys? Oh, my God. I almost lost my voice yesterday at the game. Shanahan, I don't know what he's thinking. In the fourth quarter, he has a mental breakdown. We had 10 minutes and change left with three timeouts, down by two. There was no sense of urgency from this guy. Any other coach in the NFL, even with losing teams, they would move the ball downfield, or at least they would try. But Shanahan would just win brain dead and just ate up eight minutes plus and got us nowhere. So that's my rant, and I, I hope Shanahan gets his head out of his rear end and coaches better moving forward. Go Niners. Thanks, Jack. You know, I, I, I'm with Jack. That drive was weird. Weird. No sense of urgency. Tick, 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 tick. No, let's huddle. Uh, what do you guys want to do after the game? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? I mean, what the hell are you guys doing? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There was none of that. And that drive, which started their own one, I think they went to midfield. And they took, well, how much time did that drive? How much time came off the clock there? Chuck, seven minutes. Seven minutes. That's the game. And you didn't even score off of that drive. You can't. Like, Eight minutes. What, what? 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 That is, that's on somebody, man. Who has a, who has a eight minute, like that'd be fine if it was your first drive of the game and you're down two scores and you chew up eight minutes and you only make it to the 50 or the four, they're 40. Yeah. By the time they coughed it over to the Falcons, there's 238 left. Even if you're scoring, there's 238 left in the game. I mean, you're climbing a, uh, a, a steep mountain at that point. What I didn't understand on the Atlanta 18, three minutes left in the game. You're going to Tevin Coleman, who hadn't done anything all game, former Falcon, going with Coleman instead of just the quarterback sneak. You got two yeah. chances to get that first down, the, the old quarterback sneak. What is the deal with teams in the NFL getting in the gun on third and one, fourth and inches, third and inches, whatever it may be? The quarterback sneak works. It works consistently. It is one of the most effective plays in football, statistically, and we don't see it. No, I'm with you. I cannot stand gun runs in close, the goal line or fourth and short. So dumb. Don't you're don't adding do on it. two yards. Yeah, don't do it. Or if you do, if you don't want to sneak in and go right up the center's butt, well then just get in the conventional under the under center and then hand off to somebody. Don't go don't go gun run in close. That is just a bad bad call. That didn't concern me as much. I think that's sort of splitting hairs. I know you can go after him, but he can. If you're going to go through the entire game, I mean, you know, there's going to be plays at some. Because if that little pitch was able to pop to the outside, you would say, "Oh, everybody's expecting." You know, everybody was sort of loaded up on the middle, expecting the quarterback sneak, and only Kyle Shanahan was able to run it wide and popped it for 25 yards. I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily blame him for that. What I, what I do go after Kyle Shanahan for is that drive and the lack of urgency. And the fact that he he's so limited when you're down two scores. Listen, if that's Kansas City and Andy Reid, if that's even if that's Mike McDaniel and and you got Tua Tonga Bailoa that's healthy, teams have the ability to open it up and and stretch the field. Let's just put it this way: under six minutes, he goes twice to Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman combines for 
A minus three. A minus three there. Five minutes left in the game. You're trying to stretch the field. You're trying to get it in the other team's end zone. You're running it twice, and it's not going to. I just, I hate it. I hate it, Dan. I hate it. Brandon Ayuk, by the way, a breakout game. The eight receptions. You remember me calling that on the show with you last week, right? Did you? I said take the over of 43 and a half yards. There you go. Cash it. All right. Well, Chuck, you got one for us in Kansas City this week? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Niners money line. Okay. What is the line? I hate it. That's why I'm going with it. What's I hate line? it so much I love it. Uh, as of right now, I believe it's Chiefs minus two and a half. Hmm. Yeah. I and, and my gut says hammer the hell out of the Chiefs. That's why I'm going the other Ooh. way. Yeah, I take the points. I take the points at home. If you've been away for two weeks, Kansas City coming off that loss, Kansas City suddenly doesn't look good. And Kansas City, they do this. Kansas City, remember in the beginning of the year, everybody said the magic was done, it's over. They'll do this, you know, and then they'll... They'll have a dud, but they won't have two duds in a no, row. No, that's true. That's that's pushing it. But their defense just does not look the same. And, and you know, without Tariq Hill and you just got Kelsey and company, I don't know if that's enough to be... You know, to be what it is that we expect of Patrick Mahomes. But this is obviously a big one. Sunday night, it's, again, a nationally televised game. And if we know anything about the Niners, they typically bounce back. It just becomes a question of bodies. Is Trent Williams going to be healthy? You need Trent Williams back. Because you're not talking about a backup. You're talking about a third stringer there, all right? And Justin, is it Justin's school? I mean, that's not good. So it's bad enough that you're relying on three kids, essentially, in the middle of that offensive line, you got to get Trent Williams back, and you need McGlinchey back. You need some bodies back. You need Bosa back. I mean, we can go an entire show mentioning all the guys that they need back right now. It's, the good it's, news is, though, there, there's nothing of any sense of severity, including Mooney Ward, Javarius Ward, and his groin issue is sort of day-to-day. So you can't be without Emmanuel Mosley and losing Javarius Ward, who has been your lockdown corner. Yeah, I, I, with Patrick Mahomes coming to town. That's I, suicide. I, I think the biggest thing is you just look at the West right now, and unless San Francisco completely lays an egg, they're going to be in this thing until the finish. I mean, Seattle, come on. Arizona, they don't look good. And then the Rams have looked terrible. You look at all the teams that are there. There's the Eagles right now in the NFC with the 6-0 and record, and then there's everyone else that's right now on the same playing field. So the Niners can, you know, they can hang in there. They can be 500, get all their healthy guys back, and really only be a game out of it or right there. It doesn't feel like one of those years where the wild card is going to be too tough to sneak in It's going to be wide open. And I said this at the beginning of the year. And those that we thought were the mainstays, oh, Tampa Bay, pencil them in, and Green Bay, uh uh-uh, those teams – it's going to be the Giants leading the wild card pack. Could be the, the, Cowboys. the Giants are legit. The Giants are legit. I mean, that's a good defense. You know what they remind me of Tennessee like two years ago? Sub out, you know. Henry for Barkley. Exactly. And that's the way they play football. And they do, they do just enough. I mean, Daniel Jones is essentially Ryan Tannehill. But, it's a good know, call. It's, it's a smart team, and, and they're, they're well coached, man. That is a good football team. I think the the Giants are legit. God, what's going on in New York? Has New York suddenly got two football teams? They're back. All they need is the Knicks. <laughs> well, let's not get crazy. Uh, did the Yankees win tonight? Did, did that game end up getting delayed? Postponed, rather? It's been postponed I, due to rain. I, 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 I mean, how many games is that in this series that have been postponed? By the way, it is game five. 
we're talking about. So the New York Yankees getting stretched here by the Guardians of Cleveland to see who's going to move on out there and take on uh, Houston. Yeah. That Houston game, by the way, which is why I was unable to attend my man Chuck's big birthday. I was out in Stinson, and it got a little, you know, got a little late there. Watching 18 innings of Mariners baseball. Well, I thought the game was going to be over by 5. I'm saying, all right, I'll get into the city. I'll do some stuff. I'll go see my man. You literally skipped my, my 30th birthday to well, watch a, a 0-0 game into the 18th inning. Well, what the hell's the matter with because you? Because I was with other people, and then you start eating and drinking, and then I'm out in Stinson. I'm like, you know, once you get five drinks deep, it's like, yeah, like I, I got to traverse I know the that, mountain. I know that Chuck's providing some free tater tots. But and I'm I disappointed good, man. my man Evan, who is uh, standing by. Evan, you're not calling uh, women's checkers tonight out at USF. <laughs> Evan Giddings, who is uh, standing by on the glass. I love that man. Hey, big win for his Chargers tonight. Yeah, he's rocking the Chargers Uni. Very proud tonight. Well, we continue here on 95-7 the game. It's time to play a game. My man Cam, can we can we uh, somehow find some music for Chuck Wagon? Cam will come up with like a you know, he's gonna come up with like a cat meowing or something. You never know with Cam. But we'll get uh, Chuck is gonna go into the 95-7 the game kitchen. He will pull out something of his liking. We will see it here live on television. No prompters involved. And then he will give us the thumbs up or thumbs down. Cam, you want to give us a preview? What do we got for the for uh, the chuck wagon? There we go. That works. All right, man. Are we are we reaching? We got like five minutes to the break, and I'm gonna say, well, we'll go there. Uh, no, we could back. It's time for the Chuck Wagon. Also want to get into the 49ers and preview the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit further and also revisit the Golden State Warriors. But up next, we're going to talk about what it is that the Chuck Wagon's got for us tonight as he goes into the kitchen, all that and much more as we continue. Chuck Walter and Dan Avone here on a Monday night on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.